This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Dairy takes spotlight in U.S.-Canada feud. Satisfaction guaranteed. USDA looks to Amazon. And China cuts tariffs on food imports to help consumers. Dairy's taking the spotlight in the U.S.-Canada feud. U.S. objections to Canada's dairy supply management system are holding up the renegotiation of the North American Free Trade Agreement and are at the heart of the U.S. decision to hit Canada and Mexico with steel and aluminum tariffs. President Donald Trump declared Saturday after a meeting of the Group of Seven Nations and Charlevoix, Quebec. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada acted so meek and mild during our G7 meetings, only to give a news conference after I left, saying that U.S. tariffs were kind of insulting, and he will not be pushed around, Trump said in a tweet, very dishonest and weak. Our tariffs are in response to his 270% on dairy. It was on May 31st that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters that it was a U.S. demand that a five-year sunset clause be added to a new NAFTA that was holding up the conclusion to the trade pact. Trump, talking to reporters Saturday before departing the G7 summit for Singapore, confirmed that he is insisting on the widely unpopular sunset clause, but also stressed that Canada's refusal to abandon its dairy protections is also central to the dispute. Beyond just Canada's tariffs on U.S. dairy, U.S. negotiators have also taken aim at the country's controversial Class 7 pricing mechanism for distorting international markets. U.S. government and dairy industry representatives accused Canada of blocking U.S. dairy exports to protect its domestic market, while at the same time subsidizing its own exports and stealing market share away from the U.S. A U.S.-Mexico plus a U.S.-Canada NAFTA, or two NAFTAs better than one, President Trump confirmed Saturday that the previous trilateral meetings between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada to rewrite NAFTA may be a thing of the past. White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro has been saying recently that the U.S. may choose to renegotiate the massive trade pact on two separate tracks, and Trump backed that up on Saturday before flying to Singapore, where he is scheduled to sit down for talks with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un tomorrow. So two things can happen on NAFTA, Trump said. We'll either leave it the way it is as a threesome deal with Canada and with the United States and Mexico and change it very substantially, or we're talking about very big changes, Trump told reporters, or we're going to make a deal directly with Canada and directly with Mexico. Both of those could happen. But Trump also suggested that if they take the two-track approach, the result won't be a new NAFTA, but rather separate bilateral trade agreements that replace the threesome. If a deal isn't made, that would be a very bad thing for Canada and would be a very bad thing for Mexico, Trump added. For the United States, frankly, it would be a good thing. But I'm not looking to do that. I'm not looking to play that game. So we're either going to have NAFTA in a better negotiated form or we're going to have two deals. Keep in mind, whether it's NAFTA or talks with the Chinese, there are always rough patches in negotiations. Alan Johnson said, in order to come up with an agreement, sometimes you have to disagree a lot. 
Johnson served as chief agriculture negotiator at the U.S. Trade Representative's office during the Bush administration. But he also believes there's more than a 50-50 chance that the final outcomes will be positive for agriculture. You can listen to this week's open mic featuring Johnson. Uh, the podcast is at www.agripulse.com. Trump steel and aluminum tariffs overshadowing much of the G7 meetings were the reaction by world leaders to the recent U.S. decision to hit Canada, Mexico, and the European Union with steel and aluminum tariffs. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters that he informed Trump Saturday that Canada was moving forward with plans to retaliate with its own tariffs. My job is to stand up for Canadian workers, Canadian interests, and I will do that without flinching, Trudeau said during a press conference Saturday. Trump said last week he was removing the exemptions for steel and aluminum tariffs on Canada and Mexico because the countries refused to accept U.S. demands during the NAFTA negotiations. The Canadian intent to impose retaliatory tariffs on U.S. was well known. Canada announced it more than a week ago, but the White House reaction was severe this weekend. White House National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow, speaking on CNN State of the Union yesterday, called Trudeau's remarks a betrayal. The situation became so heated that Trump decided that the U.S. would not sign on to the culminating communique produced for the G7 leaders to sum up the meetings. Trump said at a tweet, Based on Justin's false statements at his news conference and the fact that Canada is charging massive tariffs on our U.S. farmers, workers, and companies, I have instructed our U.S. reps not to endorse the communique as we look at tariffs on automobiles flooding the U.S. market. Satisfaction guaranteed? USDA looks to Amazon. Farmers and agribusinesses aren't just the sources of America's food and fiber to the USDA. They're also customers, and USDA's leaders are calling in representatives of some of the biggest names in retail to help improve government service. That according to sources in an internal document. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue and Deputy Secretary Steve Sinsky welcomed Katrina Land, Vice President for Amazon, and Chick-fil-A Chairman and CEO Dan Cathy to be guest speakers last Thursday at an event entitled Customer Experience Leadership Summit. USDA spokespersons declined to comment about the summit. Purdue set a high bar for USDA, saying in an internal statement, USDA will be the most effective, most efficient, most customer-focused department in the entire federal government. That's not a slogan. It is intentional. China cut tariffs on food imports to help consumers. China is still charging a 25% tariff on U.S. pork and threatening additional tariffs on U.S. soybeans and other agricultural commodities. But on July 1st, the Asian economic juggernaut is preparing to cut duties on imports of 388 food and ag products, that in an effort to bring relief to domestic consumers. Average tariffs on U.S. products such as seafood, processed meat, processed vegetables, Sauces and snack food products will be essentially cut in half, reducing the import tax by about $1.9 billion. That according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Significantly reducing the import tariffs for daily consumer goods is conducive to expanding China's opening up and serves as a major measure and action of the country's initiative to open its markets that the Chinese government saying in a statement that was translated by the FAS. 
Here's today's He Said It. I would say that the level of relationship is a 10. We have a great relationship. That was President Trump telling reporters that his relationship with G7 leaders are strong. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.